Patriots, constitutionalists, MAGAs, rebels, the awakened, inquiring minds, and yes, all you bitter clingers, I'm your host, Becca Marie, along with Stella Padilla, and you're listening to Freedom Speak. Be sure to check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to any of our previous shows and even download our show notes. You can also download the podcast of this show from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. You want to send us your questions and comments? Email us at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. Got a lot going on today. Got a lot of people in the studio with us today, both real and virtual. I was driving along the other day, and uh, I was uh, going through Santa Fe, and I was scanning through the AM radio dial, and I came across a progressive radio station. I didn't even know those existed because I under, from what I understand, most people don't want to listen to those, uh, what, anything they have to say, or at least they don't have enough people interested in listening. In any case, I was listening to a talk radio show on this station. The host uh, seemed uh, intelligent, well-spoken, although his discussion topics were full of nothing but leftist talking points without evidence of any real research to back up the claims. During my time listening, I heard the usual ridiculous progressive talking points such as, Trump is the Antichrist. January 6th was an insurrection. A guy posting a Russian-funded meme, I don't know why the Russians need to fund a meme, uh, was responsible for Trump winning the election in 2016. Numerous cops were killed by insurrectionists on January 6th at the Capitol. Trump lost 60 court challenges after the 2020 election. Therefore, there was no election fraud. Ashley Babbitt deserved to be killed. The Hunter Biden laptop is Russian disinformation. The Trump-heading left just gobbles up the left-wing talking points like I did my mom's chocolate chip cookies over the Christmas holiday. And trust me, I gobbled them all up. They're all gone. I had none to bring back. It seems as though we're living in two completely different realities. While I was listening, however, I did hear this host mention a couple of things he was concerned about that caught my attention. He talked about prominent Democrats being swatted by law enforcement, media censorship of Democrats, and government propaganda, apparently by right-wing news outlets. He seemed to have the idea that this is uniquely a problem that the left is having. I found that really surprising. By the way, somebody the other day mentioned to me, they, when I said swatted, they didn't know what that term meant. And I said, oh, you, know, you never heard that one? I mean, like Ashley Babbitt. Or no, uh, that, uh, who is it? Um, I'm trying to remember that one uh, uh, con- senator. It'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, a lot of Republicans have been swatted as well. Oh, Lauren Boebert, 
she got swatted, I think, a couple of times. Basically, what that is, is that's when the police or the FBI or whatever, they use overwhelming force. They show up at your house in a pre-dawn raid, uh, completely equipped with bulletproof vests and assault rifles and, and like, and, you know, laser sights and all kinds of stuff. And they show up to your door. They pound on your door. And if you don't answer it within seconds, they've got, they've got a battering ram ready to go and they bust your door down and they come in and they drag you out of your house and they all have their laser sights pointed at you. That's what being swatted is. Unnecessary, out of control force when really all they had to do was just knock on your door and say, um, excuse me, ma'am, would you please come with me? And that would be just fine. So that got me thinking. Are both sides getting played? I've numerous times mentioned how I wonder who is actually pulling the strings and that I believe that people like Joe Biden, George Soros, and Klaus Schwab may just be middle-level players. Most people only listen to the news and information that supports their own point of view. We're divided, and isn't that their goal? Let's review a little bit of history. In June of 1935, John Edgar Hoover became the first director of the FBI for 37 years, until his death in 1972. He was a true untouchable. Hoover was arguably the most powerful man in the United States for many years. What made this man untouchable was the fact that he spied on everyone, and therefore he got the goods on everyone. He couldn't be fired by any president because he knew all of their little perverted secrets and possessed evidence to back it up. I tell you this uh, today because many people waste their time watching all the dog and pony shows meant to distract us while waiting for the hammer of justice to drop. Nothing will happen to those friends and clients of Jeffrey Epstein. And expecting this is like waiting up on Christmas Eve for Santa to come down your chimney. The moment Epstein supposedly committed suicide was the moment that any chance of justice against this brotherhood of darkness was extinguished forever. This brotherhood of darkness, the reason why he got away with abusing thousands of children for many, of year, many years is because, like Hoover, he had the goods on many powerful people. Yes, Hunter Biden and the Biden family in general are immoral, criminal reprobates. But they're protected by many powerful fellow reprobates. We should have learned long ago, by the way, of the Clinton saga, that there exists a group of people who are above all laws. Remember the trail of bodies the Clintons left behind of those people that were close to them and these people ended up dying due to unusual circumstances? plane crashes, falling off of tall buildings, and even committing suicide by shooting themselves in the back of the head multiple times, may I say. This is not a Democrat or Republican issue because many, if not most, politicians are just right and left wings of the same bird. When you get a job making $250,000 per year and then become a millionaire overnight, this should tell you that something is very wrong. I was listening to an interview just the other day with the guy that uh, the movie The Wolf of Wall Street was based on. He made the statement that nobody beats the S&P 500, yet corrupt politicians always do. How do you ask? How do they do that? 
because the rules don't apply to them. The real power behind the throne is a relatively small group of purveyors of evil who throw, through covert means buy and sell politicians, children, power, and ultimate control. This is known as an oligarchy. To gain entry into any gang from street level up requires similar regulations, requirements, and initiations. When I use the word up in this last sentence, you must understand that there are gangs of people who, with forceful demand, tell many of our so-called representatives exactly how they must vote on any given bill. When you have the goods, you don't lobby, you order. Within the street gang community, it helps if you are within the same ethnicity, while in the uppermost levels of the powerful elite gangsters, you most likely will be required to be a blood relative. At the street level, you will be required to either be beaten into, into or sexed into a gang, followed by the breaking of the law as a test of your loyalty and to control you. Within the controlling class of the upper epsilon of gangsters, things become way more secretive and sinister. I believe that because of the sheer number of narcissistic psychopaths created within this group, its initiation must be a cradle-to-grave system, and that it requires acts of debauchery of an unspeakable nature. In the lower-level gangs, there does exist a good measure of loyalty. Despite murder and crimes associated at this level, these gangs exist and survive mostly from a significant amount of dedication to one another. However, the elite criminals survive not so much from loyalty, but rather by power, control, and a system of mutually assured destruction. These are the same people who push global warming as an excuse to reduce world population. Their goal is to have a population, as per their own words and dictums, of no more than a 500 million number of people within the next generation of time. If the deaths of 17 million people from a man-made bioweapon, which I've, I've heard talks about that uh, just the other day, the quickly rising standard death rate, as well as the certainty of coming wars, don't raise your threat awareness, then all is futile. So I think we must ask ourselves the question, are we all being given this illusion that either par political party is acting in our best interest? Or is everything either side is let, to, let us to believe simply for the purpose of turning us all against each other? There, that's where I lean. That's what I've been saying for quite a while. I'll conclude with these verses from Matthew 24, verses 21-22. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no, should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. That uh, was co-authored by a uh, contributor to my social media page, Robert Jacklin in Texas. And I saw that the other day. It's like, wow, that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about this week. So um, I took some of his words and added some of my words. And I hope it, uh, I hope it reaches you guys. So... Uh, I've got a lot of I've got uh, some interesting guests today. I've got Stella in the studio with me as usual. Hey Stella, how's it going? Let me bring your mics up. Sorry. 
Good morning, Nuevo Mexico. Uh, it's freezing out there in case it anybody's... Was. It was 10 degrees at my house. I was eight in the city, so that was... It's kind of weird. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think... I, I don't remember it ever being that cold to you. Uh, mm. well, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. A couple times in winter. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, I've got a guest in the studio with us today that I think a lot of you may know, Dr. William K. Summers. And um, he is... He's my favorite doctor. And uh, he's he's somebody that's not woke, which I really like. <laughs> Doc, what, how are you doing today? I am excellent. Thank you, Becca. You're welcome. And I've got uh, Sammy Gonzalez, uh, which uh, is on our Zoom link. Sammy, Sammy, you there? I am. It's nice to see you guys. Good morning. It's pretty cold around here, too. I got a warning on my phone that said we had a negative 20 wind chill warning. Oh, my goodness. That's fun. You know, I was in Colorado not too long ago. Well, it's been a few years, but I was going. I go there to go snowmobiling, and one winter I woke up, and I kid you not, there was a a big thermometer on the porch of this cabin I was staying in, and it was minus fifty, and it's like yeah. minus fifty, and it's like I thought, is can that be right? And I'm looking at that, and uh, we go out to start our snowmobiles, and the engine won't even turn over. I mean, the the oil is frozen. The, the car won't turn over either. The oil is frozen. I mean, so, so they won't start. But it was crazy, and I thought, wow, I thought minus 50 would, like, kill you within a couple of minutes. But no, not really. And as a matter of fact, minus 50 doesn't really feel any different than uh, zero when you step out in it. Believe it or not, it don't. Anyway. Except for the automobile. The automobile didn't like it at all because I just turned the key. And it's like, uh-uh, no, not going to do anything. Ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I, I want to start the show off today, and, and having uh, Dr. Summers on with me today has some significance, too. Um, and because uh, we're about to uh, uh, start a new chapter in this show, and I've, I haven't really told hardly anybody about this, but I'm going to talk about it today. As uh, a lot of you know, and those of you that are listening to us on the radio right now on KDAZ, we've been doing this show on KDAZ now for about two years. And it's been um, a great run, and uh, I'm, I'm very thankful to the, the people at KDAZ Radio um, that did everything they could to promote our show in the cause of freedom and liberty. And uh, they gave us the airtime for yeah. the last two years. And we sure appreciate uh, Jamie and Michelle. They were so helpful, and they're God-chosen <laughs> people. We love them. Yes, absolutely. So, I kind of slipped this little hint in last week's show where I was talking about how sometimes God will close doors and open others. Sometimes he'll actually slam a door shut and say, ah, I got something else I want you to do. And, you know, there's been a lot of times in my life where I have uh, struggled with something for a very long period of time at very... Uh, at a lot of cost, both financially and emotionally, to try to make something work, and with, it's just simply not working. And I've learned some lessons from that, that, uh, you know, sometimes God closes the door because he's got something else in mind that he wants you to do. And that is the case uh, with our show on KDAZ. So I want to let everybody know that uh, if you're listening to us on KDAZ on what that'd be Saturday the 13th. This is our last show on this station. And um, it's been a really good run. 
<clears throat> so started, but we're not going away. Um, we're doing something different. So next week, which would be the January 20th, which is a Saturday, um, same time frame, 1 to 4 p.m., uh, we are going to be on a different station. We're going to be um, on AM 1190, KXKS Albuquerque. And Saturday 1 to 4. And also what we're going to be doing is on our live stream, rather than live streaming on Friday morning from 9 to noon like we've been doing for quite a while, we are going to be live everywhere all at the same time. 1 to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. We're going to be live on KX. KS Radio, complete with our call-in line. We'll be also streaming live on our social media platforms in which you will be able to interact with us uh, through the chat chat on those on those platforms. And uh, that's going to be really good. And not only that, but uh, this station is a 10,000-watt station. They've got uh, really great uh, coverage all over the place, including for all of my uh, listeners out in the East Mountains, We've, we will have a nice strong signal out there as well. So you'll be able to listen to us out in the East Mountains. Uh, all right, so a little bit of details how we're going to do this. So there's uh, today's kind of a crossover show. I've got Dr. Summers in here with me, and we've both, uh, we're both kind of leaving one place and doing something else. And so we're going we're gonna to be teaming up on this effort, and we're both going to be on KXKS together. We're going to be doing a combined show. And in which the first hour is going to be focused on uh, medical stuff that Dr. Summers likes to talk about. And as a matter of fact, we've got a name for that that new show. It's going to be called Revitalize with Dr. William K. Summers. Is it William K. Summers or are we going to just say William Summers? How are we going to do it? Either way. Yeah. William K. Summers sounds kind of cool, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the last two hours is going to be focused on the kind of things I've been talking about, the political stuff, uh, both local and national, uh, as well as just having some fun, having various guests on every week. And not only that, but both for Dr. Summers and for me, um, it's going to expand some cap- some some reach for both of us because he's going to not he's going to not only have the ability to have uh, virtual guests via zoom but he's you know he's also going to be able to bring a guest in into the studio if he's got somebody local that wants to come in and join the conversation i'll be producing um all three hours um but but you know same thing that i've been doing too <clears throat> our zoom link is up and running it works really great so i'll be able to bring in guests from anywhere <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> wind's blowing like crazy in these mountains, and it always aggravates my uh, my allergies. And so I've got a little bit of a head cold going on today. Um, so it's going to expand uh, our ability to do things a, a lot more than what we have been doing. A more powerful station, live. Um, streaming everywhere all at once at the same time um, and you know and then a few surprises that you might notice when you listen to the show the first time so uh, next uh, the 20th our first show on the 20th is going to be a little bit of a technical hurdle for me to overcome because I've had having to make some changes to the studio here but uh, thanks to the engineer over at KXKS um, I think everything's going to work out great and whatever little glitches we have the first day I'm sure will be ironed out by the following week <laughs> so just to let you know <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway so any words you got on that uh, Dr. Summers no I'm looking forward to it um 
want to get back in touch with the uh, the audience that uh, always keeps me sharp by asking questions that make me ponder and scratch my head and say, I'll get back to you on that one. But, uh, you know, we have, a, a, you know, had a wonderful audience participation in the past, and I look for that to continue. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping so too. I'm hoping that we can... Uh get a crossover audience on both of our for both of us on this so it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, by the way i've got uh, josie watching on facebook hey good morning josie and good morning michael i see both you guys on there it looks like we got a bunch of viewers on uh, rumble too so we're hoping oh let me bring up the banners hold on a second i forgot to do that So our call-in line is open, 505-444-5059, if you want to call in. And one thing I can tell you is we love for callers to call in. We love to answer questions. Dr. Summers loves to answer questions about anything, especially medical stuff, but he's also quite a history buff. And so I I think he's going to add a lot to the conversation overall today on the show. Yeah, that's 505-what? 444-5059. 444-5059. Yep, that's it. Yeah. And so you guys can call in. And because we're uh, towards the uh, the last uh, part of the show today, uh, like mid midway into the second hour, we're going to be hit- hitting a lot of stuff that Dr. Summers wants to talk about today, a lot of medical type stuff. And I think you'll find it fascinating if you haven't listened to him before. If you have listened to him before, then then you know he's he, he's always got some really fascinating stuff to talk about. So I'm looking forward to that too. <clears throat> so um, I wanted to uh, start off the show a little bit um, with a little bit of talk about Comrade Joe's January 6th speech he did the other day. Did you guys listen to that by any chance? That was a declaration of war against the Republican Party. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean. You know, and that's and, and defining his enemy in defining his opponent as a combatant enemy, as if he was describing Nazi Germany and Adolf Hitler. I know and these are very dangerous things that he's doing, inflammatory things. They are, they are, and you know the, the thing is, is he talked about. I remember when he was running, how he was just going to bring us all together. Yeah, the big uniter. Yeah, the big uniter. Right. You know, kind of like Barack Obama. Barack Obama, I, in my opinion, Barack Obama uh, did a whole bunch to completely tear down the the racism. How it it's mostly gone away over the years, and then Barack Obama came in there and tried to rekindle it again. Yeah, and Rush Limbaugh was the one to put the finger on that one. <clears throat> uh, you know, everybody was saying, "Oh, this is great. We're going to all vote for Barack, and we will sing Kumbaya and." We will, uh, you know, gallop into the sunset singing Kumbaya. And Rush Limbaugh said, no, he is going to kindle the racism back in America. And indeed, that's exactly what Barack Obama did. He set the stage for things such as Black Lives Matter. Oh, yeah. I don't think they could exist without Barack having set the groundwork. I don't think so either. And you know uh, that if you go to Antifa.com, it still redirects you to WhiteHouse.com. Oh, really? Oh, you haven't done that? No. You should check it out. Go to Antifa.com, and I kid you not, it takes it takes you to the White House website. 
And how can you tell the difference? You can't. <laughs> and that's why, that's why, yeah, because if you go there, I, I, I kid around about, oh, if you want to know Antifa's uh, uh, agenda, just, you know, go to Antifa.com and you can find out. Well, the original Antifa was formed in the late 1920s and uh, they were the communists in Germany. And their purpose was to get rid of the fascists. Didn't work out too well for them, did it? No. It's funny how they call themselves Antifa, which uh, would you would think would be short for anti-fascist, but yet That's they what are it fascists. Is for. And they are the fascists. Yeah, they are the fascists. So uh, we got a few minutes here. I, I think we got enough time. Let me listen to. We'll listen to this clip I've got from his uh, comrade Joe's uh, January sixth speech, and then you'll see what we're talking about. Okay, here we go. In the winter of 1777, it was harsh and cold as the Continental Army marched to Valley Forge. General George Washington knew he faced the most daunting of tasks, to fight and win a war against the most powerful empire existent in the world at the time. His mission was clear. Liberty, not conquest. Freedom not domination, national independence, not individual glory. America made a vow, never again would we bow down to a king. Months ahead would be incredibly difficult. But General Washington knew something in his bones, something about the spirit of the troops he was leading, something, something about the soul of the nation he was struggling to be born. In his general order, he predicted, and I quote, with one heart and one mind, with fortitude and with patience, they would overcome every difficulty, the troops he was leading. And they did. They did. This army that lacked blankets and food, clothes and shoes, this army, whose march left bloody bare footprints in the snow, this ragtag army made up of ordinary people. Their mission, George Washington declared, was nothing less than a sacred cause. That was the phrase he used, a sacred cause. Freedom, liberty, democracy, American democracy. I just visited the grounds of Valley Forge. I've been there a number of times from the time I was a Boy Scout years ago. Oh, he's a Boy Scout, too. You know, it's... Very sight. He was a Boy Scout, actually. Yeah. You think he really was a Boy Scout? He's been so many other things that he really hasn't been. You yeah. think he was really a Boy Scout? Uh, the uh, National Boy Scouts did uh, have their jamborees in Valley Forge several times. I was there in 57. Yeah. I, I didn't see Joe Biden. He, he wasn't there? No. Well, that's strange. Um, you know, I'll finish this. Uh, I'll finish this clip after the break. But you know, he mentioned a lot of things here. He says how democracy democracy is still America's sacred cause. Well, I like the word sacred because Valley Forge in the early part of '76 is when Martha uh, Washington came to visit George and sort of set up a little cabin in which she one of her principal things was to bring Bibles to the troops. Nice. 
And yeah. so religion was part of our foundation. It was, believe it or not. Christian religion. And they would like to get rid of that, wouldn't they? Yeah. And as a matter of fact, uh, one of the things that the British criticized the Americans Hey, Doc, for, can you hold that thought? Okay, oh, sure, we're please. going into a break. Okay, guys, don't go anywhere. I got a lot of stuff to cover on this, and I'm sure the doctor's got a lot to cover on this, too. So you're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak with guest Dr. William K. Summers. We'll be right back. Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegeneraldentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, hablamos espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? 
I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Welcome back to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak, along with our uh, guest, Dr. William K. Summers, today. So we're kind of digging into this uh, Biden uh, J6, I call him Comrade Biden, Comrade Joe, January 6th speech, in which Dr. Summers said it was basically a... (laughs) What did you call it? Like a call to arms against... A call to war. A call to war. Yeah. I mean, and that's how they view the Republicans, as if they were, you know, true Nazis and true reprobates um, and, um, you know, atheists that need to be exterminated and, uh, shall we say, infidels. Infidels, yes. So let me complete, finish this particular clip that I've got, and then I've got a whole bunch of points I want to make. And then I also want to circle back a little bit to some of the things I said in my opening monologue, because I got like a ton of stuff to talk about today. So let me finish that. 
that I think every American should visit. Because it tells the story of the pain and the suffering and the true patriotism it took patriotism. to make America. Today we gather in a new year, some 246 years later, just one day before January 6th. Oh, here we go. A date forever shared in our memory because it was on that day that we nearly lost America. Lost it all. Nearly lost it. Today, we're here to answer the most important of questions. Is democracy still America's sacred cause? Uh, yeah. In which case, you would vote against him. Right, exactly. So, okay, a lot of things here. So... I personally think, and, and by the way, oh, Michael, I want to say on Facebook, thank you for telling me I have the wrong date on the uh, on the stream or on the screen. I, I fixed that. Oh, good. <laughs> I had, I still had the one from. The this this one. speech could be uh, Adolf Hitler in 1934, uh, trying to convince the German people that he was the voice of democracy. Oh yeah, yeah. And trying to get elected, which he did. Yeah. So. You know, I'm really surprised that uh, that Joe did not say, and, and Sammy, uh, feel free to, to join in anytime you want. I'm watching you here. You can, there, I can bring you in every, whenever you have a comment. So, so I'm really surprised that Joe did not say he was at Valley Forge. Uh, at the time. At the time. <laughs> you know, he took. Oh, you know, I knew George Washington. He, he took credit for starting the civil rights movement at a black church in Delaware the other day. Oh, did he really? And yeah. when did that happen? Uh, well, in his imagination, yeah. of course. Yeah. But he was actually against and voted against civil rights. Well, and the Democrats in general have always historically done that. Right. Uh, the Democrats in general go back to the guy on the $20 bill, Andrew Jackson, who was a corrupt president and a slave owner. And uh, they work from there, and uh, their history is nicely outlined by Mark Levin yeah. as the people who were basically the South. I mean, the American Civil War was Northern Republicans versus Southern Democrats. That was the war. There wasn't a uh, single Republican leader that owned a slave in 1862. The one potential... Um, you know, exception to that was Ulysses Grant, whose wife had a slave. And incidentally, it's uh, Joseph, what, Bidenette? Joseph and Robinette. Robinette, it is. Robinette. Biden. That's a strange name, Robinette. Robinette, it was his great-grandfather owned three slaves in Baltimore. And um, some work that um, I believe Glenn Beck did uh pointed out that he was directly connected to the slave market in uh, Baltimore and was involved in buying and trading slaves. Uh, so here is a man who pretends he's the black person's best friend, and yet with a very checkered background, I think is the polite way to express it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, the things, a lot of the things that I believe the Civil War were fought for, and we talked about this a little bit before the show started, Doc, um, is are the very things that Biden 
is doing to us now. I mean, we've, you know, a lot of things, there, there's a reason why a lot of the things that are in the Constitution and which the Founding Fathers were so concerned about, about freedom of religion, freedom of speech, the right to keep and bear arms, all of these kind of things were important to them. And those things that were important to the Founding Fathers are the very things that Joe Biden is trying to take away. Exactly. In fact, I think he would... Uh bring back what uh, the monarchy did in terms of having people that could run around as British agents and confiscate anything they thought was contraband. Uh, it was called a writ of, uh, let's see. I remember that, but I can't remember yeah, what that word is. A writ of uh, something where they could walk into a person's house and say, that chair looks like it was illegally imported. I'm going to confiscate it for the British government. Well, and that's where the concept of illegal search and seizure came into into uh, into yeah. the minds of the founding fathers. Right. I mean, the Bill of Rights is not about um, the Marxist point of view that everything's economic. The Bill of Rights is about our religious freedom, our ability to say what we think, and our ability to defend ourselves, which increasingly, certainly in England and Australia, if you were to fight back uh, someone who's trying to rob your place, you're wrong. And there's something just intrinsically, well, I don't know. I mean, it's a God-given right to defend your property. Well, yeah, it is. And the Constitution is supposed to protect our right to private property. But yet, this administration, what they're doing is you if you try to fight back and you try to protect your property, you are the one... Uh, that is prosecuted, and the criminal is the victim. So we're not any better off than Australia is right now, then? I'm afraid not. No, we're in the same position. And they keep trying to make runs of taking our guns away from us. Constantly. And after that, I guess they'll have to take the knives away and... The bats. The bats. and Yeah, as a matter of fact, when they took the guns away from the English, the murder rate didn't change. It's just they murdered each other with baseball bats. Exactly. And and kitchen knives. The kitchen knives were outlawed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A five-day waiting period for a kitchen knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, how are you going to cut your steak with a butter knife, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Better be a really tender steak. Or no, <laughs> nothing but the plastic knives you get from Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> Would you know, but they didn't outlaw cars. The car can kill you faster than any of these other things. <laughs> so is that next, the cars? Well, you know, I they're talking about, they're trying to push, the, like Santa Fe and the Tiny Tyrant, she's trying to push through legislation that would enable them to sue gun manufacturers for a gun being used in a crime and the gun performing as as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think they should be able to sue the gun manufacturers. So they're having a really hard time infringing upon the right to keep and bear arms. So what they figured they'll do, oh, well, I'll just go around that, and I will go after the people that manufacture the guns. Well, they try to control the language. Uh, for example, every gun is an assault gun. Uh, your you know, simple semi-automatic pistol is now all of a sudden an assault gun. And I think we need to try to control the language back. <clears throat> For example, a gun is nothing more than a cordless hole puncher, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, how many cordless hole punchers do you own? 
<laughs> and, um, quite well, a few. And she try, they, they try to make it sound like the gun has a mind of its own. It's, yeah, it's that's the, the other thing. It's, like it's gun SUV. violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the SUV has a mind of its own. It just runs over uh, poor liberals and uh, illegal aliens. Well, remember the remember the funny things that Rush Limbaugh would talk about about SUVs because the liberals were going after the SUVs for a while, and so he would have an SUV update he would ever would do every once in a while in which a runaway SUV had run somebody over because when the news would report about these things they would say an SUV ran over blah blah as blah if there was so, no driver right right <laughs> yeah and a gun <laughs> killed somebody as if there was nobody pulling the trigger exactly mm-hmm. well that's that's the way they try to demonize things mm-hmm. because the SUVs they got to get We should have a small uh, group of uh, brain trusts that sits around and renames things we should. I mean, gun, well, you think that you think the conservatives? A cordless, yeah, gun is a cordless hole puncher. That's a great idea, Doc. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. We need to do what they do because they they're constantly uh, renaming things <coughs> and coming and and changing the meaning of words. So maybe we need to do the same thing, except uh, on, in reverse. In reverse. A cordless hole puncher. I like that. You know, I went to the range recently, and they do do a great job of punching holes. They do, absolutely. A forty-five punches a better hole than a nine. Yeah, it does. <laughs> the, worst word that, the worst word that they've changed the meaning to is progressive, don't you think? Well, they're progressing to, um, shall we say, slavery. Exactly. I mean, you know, this whole thing. I mean, go back to Lyndon Johnson's, we can have guns and butter. And, uh, you know, he basically created the welfare state, which was the plantation for the black community. So he put them back on the plantation. And it just gave it a different name. It's welfare. How could you be against welfare? Because it's basically the new plantation. The other one I love is student loans. Student loans, I look upon as the new form of slavery uh, because the way it works is, you know, you uh, get this degree in underwater basket weaving from the University of Elsewhere, and uh, the government says, you know something, you now have a social worker's degree, and we have a shortage of social workers in Nome, Alaska, and you can work off some of your debt to the government if you but are willing to go to Nome, Alaska and work. And so it's nothing more than a, another form of slavery sponsored by our federal government and the Democrat Party. Well, they do. They they basically enslave people. A welfare state is just a norm of, another form of slavery, and they, what and they will disrupting do, disrupting the black family. Yeah, it does. And and these things that they do to push the father out of the home—that's the thing that really ticks me off too. As they do this, they give every incentive possible to a woman to push the man out of the home and to make it so he's simply a sperm donor. Well, the other thing I love is on popular TV. Men are displayed as weak-minded, silly individuals with no good ideas and no leadership qualities. Uh, And this is rather purposeful. It is part of the left's plan to fundamentally reshape America. Is that the way Barack put it? Yeah, right. I kind of liked America the way it was, the America I grew up in. Yeah, it was one that could actually fight a war and win it. And we didn't start wars. We responded to wars. Yeah. And what do you think about our new war with the Houthis? This is now 
becoming World War Three. Yeah, it is. Um, now, okay, so that's something I haven't done a lot of research on are the Houthis. Now, the Houthis, they're they're a, a basically an offshoot of Iran. They're 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 basically right. they're one of the sponsored terror groups. Okay. That the Iranians are utilizing when they're not directly stealing, uh, you know, oil cargo ships. See, my thought, and I and I've mentioned this before, and I remember Trump even when he was uh, in office last time, he wanted to get us out of NATO. Now, very good idea. Yeah, I think so too. And and I've made the statement before that I think NATO is is just uh, the the army of the new world order. I think they're gobbling up the entire world, um, and I'm not really happy with where I think this is going. Yeah, uh, basically, NATO is just a touch point to create the next world war. Yeah. If it wasn't going to happen in Ukraine, now you've got the Swedish mobilizing on the Russian border. Prepared for war. Yeah, a lot of Swedes, Swedes are preparing for war right now. Who would have thought the Swedes would ever be preparing for war? Yeah, I think the last time they were at war with the Russians was under Peter the Great. Yeah. And they just whacked the heck out of the Russians. You know, I, I've always I've always thought that, well, if you ever wanted to avoid being in a war, you go to Sweden. Yeah. You know, but now the Swedes are, but there again, the Swedes are, are they're either already in NATO or they're getting into NATO. Well, they actually are in NATO. Okay, they're in NATO. There's their issue. And so, and so the whole and Finland is in NATO, right? So, and, and more and more Sweden countries is trying is in in line to get in NATO. That's right. Okay, that's what I thought. And so, I I know that Putin threw a fit about the the concept of NATO coming into Ukraine, which I believe was probably what started this whole it's, thing. It was a major touch point for yeah. him to invade the quote Nazis of the Ukraine, right? And um, Putin. I, I've pointed that this out numerous times, is not on board with the whole concept of the New World Order. He's, like, totally against that. Well, unless it's him. Yeah, unless it's him, <laughs> of course. <laughs> he would vote for that one. <laughs> but, so, I think the whole thing of the concept of NATO moving into Ukraine and NATO putting weapons on, on Russia's border, I think that's probably what started this whole thing. Well, that was the whole Cuban Missile Crisis. We yeah. had... Uh, nukes. We had nukes in what Turkey and uh, some other countries close to Russia, and so they're putting uh, nukes in Cuba. We basically took our nukes out of Turkey in exchange for the ones out of Cuba. Yeah. So it's the same old game. Sammy, from a young person's perspective, do you got any comments on this stuff? Well, I mean, if you want to stay out of war, now you, you can't go to Sweden anymore. Now you have to go to Switzerland because they're still the one of the very few countries that want to remain neutral in this whole idiotic and chaotic world where the New World Order is the main push, the main focus. And uh, NATO, the United Nations, they were meant to stop the spread of communism and stop the spread of globalism and the threat of the USSR, but the USSR no longer exists. So what is the, it does. Opinion, it's just what is the point vision. when it comes to these two organizations? And now that we're bombing Yemen without congressional approval, have you seen the videos this morning coming out of Yemen? There are millions and millions of people taking to the streets saying, we're going to get revenge on the United States. 
and then there's Hezbollah threatening terrorist attacks on the United States homeland. It it it's a lot. It's just a lot going on. I would like to know how many Yemenis have managed to get across their southern border in the past year or since Joe Biden became president. Well, my concern my concern is is that if I was a a, a world leader of an enemy country, an enemy of the United States, and I saw this ridiculous open border that Joe Biden has created, I would I would be an idiot if I weren't sending my people over into the United States to just kind of lay low, form, form uh, cells throughout the United States for a, an attack that I might do later on at, at a time of my choosing. And I'm just really concerned that we've got millions of these people in our country right now. And we really don't even know how many we have in our country because all they're counting are the ones that uh, they're catching. Uh, they're not necessarily uh, they're not really 100 percent know who the gotaways are. Mm-hmm. So we could have we could have armies within our country right now, enemy armies, just waiting for a time to really, really uh cause quite a, po- a problem within the United States. And I believe a, a war from within would be extremely hard to fight for the military. Absolutely. I mean, take a look at 9-11. You had basically a handful of people create total chaos. And uh, that same, you know, certainly we have several hands full of people from Iran and, you know, Possibly even ISIS people uh, here in the country that have smuggled across the southern border. We're in trouble. We're in big trouble. Yeah. And, I, they, and they try to take our guns while they supply them with guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the lessons that the Ukrainians have taught us was when the Russians invaded, they were busy handing out uh, fully automatic weapons to any civilian that would take a training course. Mm-hmm. And that has been a great deterrent. Uh, and, you know, you were t- speaking of uh, Switzerland. Any male over, uh, you know, in military age has his own fully automatic uh, gun at home. And strangely, there aren't too many burglaries in uh, Switzerland. Imagine that. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's true. They have one of the, other the lowest burglary rates on well. the planet. Well, you know, we actually know of a person that follows the people that are com- coming from the border, and she has followed them to training camps where they are teaching them how to shoot us and supplying them with guns. So they're they are waiting low, like they said, until the time comes when they will be notified to start to attack us. So we'll, we fall, from, we'll fall from within. Yeah, and how will Joe Biden respond to that? I mean... Uh, He'll go to his bunker. And wait till it's over. You know, I was talking to uh, one of our friends, uh, Leanna, the other day, and she uh, was has a project she's been working on, which she's been watching this pattern going on in the Democrat Party, in which they're recruiting women into this group. And I'm trying to remember what it's what the group is called now, but it might come to me in a minute, but. What's important is, is they 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 have this they have this very good system in place which the Republicans need to learn from, because what they do is they recruit these angry young women into politics. 
they get them into positions. It could be a, a fairly low level. It could be a ward chair or a ward vice chair or, or something above a ward, you know, and, and they get them into these places. And then once you're in, it makes it easier for you to move to something else because then people become familiar with you. And then as you do that, you also become part of the program to recruit other people and bring them. They're very, very dedicated at this. And they're taking over politics Is in the state of New Mexico. Fanny, what's her name? Fan, Fanny Willis. She's, she's part of that group as well. And I wish I could remember the name of the group. But, you know, Fanny Willis, you know, the one that uh, now they're going after. Apparently, she's been spending taxpayer money uh, on her lover and uh, going to exotic vacations and 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 just lavishing enormous amounts of money uh, illegally, taxpayer money. So I would after conferences with the Biden White House, I might add. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these. So what they do is they they promote from within, they recruit more people, and they're taking over everything in the state of New Mexico, for sure, because that's what uh, Leanna has been focusing on is the state of New Mexico. And they're they're filling all these offices with these angry young women. (laughs) And they can be angry. They can be, and they're doing it very successfully. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) So... You know, the Jeffrey Epstein thing is has been in the news a lot lately, and I mentioned Jeffrey Epstein in my opening monologue. And I think it's there's some interesting questions you got to ask about this, okay? So Jeffrey Epstein was charged and put in jail, supposedly for sex trafficking young women, but yet there were no perpetrators uh, that were charged or arrested or prosecuted. So how can you have a crime when you don't have a criminal? I mean, other than him being basically the one organizing the whole thing. But you've got these these young women that claim that they were abused by uh, Where John. Where are all these young women? They put a spotlight on one or maybe two of them. Right. And there were allegedly thousands. Where are these people? I. See, that's the thing. I, I don't know. And, you know, in this whole thing where where he supposedly hung himself in his jail cell, how do you do that? In a, how do you hang yourself? It, it doesn't happen. I, you know, I, I don't think it's possible. And, and apparently the coroner afterwards said, no, it looked like he was choked to death. And not only that, but just coincidentally, no guards were around. The cameras all went offline. Um this stuff does not add up, and and like I mentioned in my opening monologue, I think he had had dirt on a lot of people, and I think that maybe uh, they just thought, you know, this guy, he's a little bit too dangerous to have around. I don't think he's dead myself. I I, I question it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you saw the picture of him when they showed him on there, this man had like a bigger ears than him, and his nose was different. He looked completely different, and it was shadowed. You know, like he was in a shadow. They didn't show him clearly. And it's it makes sense that they would protect him because he has dirt on them, you know. And I think he's alive and well probably in his island. And I think I just I don't know if he's alive and well. <laughs> I think he probably is dead. But uh, you know, one of the things that I've done in my career is I was a prison doctor for Allegheny County Prison, which is a three thousand uh person facility. And my job was to uh make sure we didn't have any suicides. 
And we had uh, three wards, one female and two males, specifically designed for that purpose. So any high probability of suicide, they were put in these very special plexiglass um, cells, and uh, they were given mattresses you couldn't rip and turn into something to strangle yourself with. And, uh, you know, there were many, many layers of precaution to keep people from suiciding. We didn't have any on my watch, and frankly, the system itself is uh, the reason why we didn't have any. Uh, but Epstein would have been put into something like that. So that wasn't a suicide. No, I don't think so. I think that either he was uh, taken out because he was uh, too dangerous, and I think, uh, what's her name, Gislaine Maxwell, his his partner, mm-hmm. I think she's keeping her mouth shut because she doesn't want to be killed too. Because I, I, I think she's got the dirt on these people as much as he did. But... You're right. It's like, where are all the victims? Where are all the John Doe's? Yeah. Um, what, we don't, none of these John Doe's, you have apparently all of these lists that uh, from all of these documents that, that are coming out, and yet none of these people have been arrested? <laughs> I, you know, and yet he was arrested for a crime in which you don't seem to have any victims or, or perpetrators? <laughs> I just, the whole thing's really confusing. You know, it's it's very mysterious. I, I think somebody he made one threat too many, and therefore charges were brought, and he was put into a compromised position and eliminated. And what kind of business did he actually? What what kind of business was he yeah, supposedly I mean, I, in? I never could understand. I'm not really sure. You Why know. did all these high level people want to hang out with Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, other than the. Uh, Lolita Island and the Lolita Express. Lolita Express, yeah. Yeah. But uh, was he really a financial genius? I don't know. Where did he get started with this money? Yeah. I don't know either. I don't know. The whole thing is quite mysterious. I, I, I think that not enough people ask questions uh, about these things. You know, you just, you know, like... Uh, um, God, I mentioned the, I mentioned the guy's name. What's the guy's name that's been locked up now for thirteen years, and they've been trying? Bernie's. To, no, 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 and they've been trying to extradite him. Um, the guy, the founder of WikiLeaks, <laughs> Julian Assange. Julian Assange. I want to talk a little bit about him too. You know, the, you got these, and and then we got the January sixth pr- uh, political prisoners that are locked up. It and seems they like they are political prisoners. They are political prisoners. Anyway, uh, we still got lots to talk about. I still want to finish the the other clip I have on this uh, Comrade Joe uh, January 6th speech you and talk about that some more. So, anyway, uh, you're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak with uh, guest uh, Dr. William K. Summers, and we'll be right back for hour two. Don't go anywhere. 